Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday. August 8th, 2023. We hope that you're doing well here today. We've got another fun and exciting show of Lockdown Blue Devils due up for you here as we're going to be discussing the latest recruiting headlines for Duke men's basketball. We'll also talk a little bit about the FIBA World Cup. A former Duke Duke basketball players are playing on the squad this year, so we'll discuss that and a whole lot more all on today's show. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to us for free Uh, Wherever you get your podcast, also watch the show on YouTube each and every day. Hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel, Locked on Blue Devils. Also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Without further ado, let me bring on my very good friend. It's Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham, who joins us on the show here today. Kevin, I hope you're doing well, man. Everything's good, JJ. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Excited to get back after it, talking all things Duke basketball with you, all your frequent visits here on the podcast. Let's uh, let's talk about some of these headlines that have come up over the last few days, one of which uh, from the Cooper Flag recruiting camp. We've talked long and hard uh, about the likelihood that he could possibly one day uh, commit and play basketball for the Duke Blue Devils. There has been a ton of chatter about Cooper Flag reclassifying into the class of 2024. And his mom had something to say. She's now spoken up, Kevin. Yeah, she has. It was uh, last week was the the big Cooper flag week. I mean, um, you had the news that he was on campus for an unofficial visit, worked out with the team. Um, Just a lot of things were coming together. Almost felt like it was coming to a head in his first um, visit to any campus. Um, But his mom clearly stated um, his Instagram post wasn't a uh, commitment post and people said um, forecasting him to be in 2024. And she said, no decisions uh, have been made yet. And he's still a 2025, but um, we've seen that a little bit before, uh, maybe not in this specific circumstance, but in other circumstances where um, trying to put some cold water on the fire in these rumors and whatnot. Uh, but eventually it does come to fruition of that player doing that certain thing um, that anyway, everyone had anticipated. Yeah, so let's continue to see how all of this plays out. Again, on Twitter, Kelly Flag is his mom, at KFlag11. A couple of people put out posts. Multiple people have told me Cooper Flag is preparing to reclassify to the class of 2024, and his mom immediately replies to that tweet saying, also untrue uh, to the posts that were there. So uh, also talking about uh, some of the uh, Bradley Beal beef that was possibly there from Jason Tatum's camp. Tell me about this, because this story uh, was kind of wild with what took place. Yeah, this was something that I saw circling on uh, social media last week. And and so we discussed that the Jason Tatum camp and the players and prospects that were there pertaining to to the Duke basketball program. Um, But the one thing we didn't get into was apparently there was – um, this scrimmage. I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was one-on-one or two-on-two or whatever. And Cooper flag was taking it very seriously. And he was allegedly going up against Bradley Beal, who maybe wasn't taking it as seriously as a high school player would. And Cooper flag was giving it to him. 
and, and Cooper Flag is a really um, intense player. And he was giving it to him. And and then he started talking his game a little bit. And uh, Bradley Beal allegedly or reportedly didn't really like that. Um, So, yeah, there was there was some rumored beef going on between Cooper Flagg and Bradley Beal. But it it seems like all that got squashed. That's one thing I will believe, because the story just seemed a little bit wild out there for me. Yeah. Looking at what took place uh, also at Curry Camp over the weekend, as you said, Cooper Flag was mic'd up and wanted the world to know, I have no beef yeah. with me and Bradley Beal. We did not play one-on-one. And so then his mom also uh, kind of quote tweeted the video that was out there that Cooper Flag had posted. So uh, trying to put away all of those rumors uh, and whatnot in regards to Cooper Flag and what his next steps may be. As we said, who knows what ultimately ends up happening. One thing is for certain, Duke basketball fans want Cooper Flag to play for Duke. So if that's in the class of 25, like expected, great. If it just so happens that it does happen to be a year earlier in the class of 2024, that's amazing too. I think at the end of the day, Duke fans, we just want to see the guy end up in a Duke uniform. And that seems like the most likely case right now. It seems like if this was a uh, golf tournament, Duke's going into uh, the weekend on Saturday and Sunday <laughs> with like an eight-shot lead. Feeling right good, now. yeah. Yeah, so that, that's what it kind of seems like. Um, and, and it also seems like it's still trending regardless of um, what the flag family um, denies right now in early August. Uh, it seems like he's trending to be a 2024 um, prospect just because why wouldn't you because he has the age requirement to then be eligible for the 2025 draft let's make it happen if, if kelly flag if cooper want to come on the podcast here and talk about the uh, decisions and that sort of thing we certainly would welcome them uh, to do that like we said as long as it ends in a commitment for duke basketball i think we're going to be really happy when you look at college basketball recruiting so often insiders want to jump to making these announcements for the recruits themselves before they're given that opportunity. So if this is uh, something along those lines, like, look, this is Cooper's news to announce, we certainly do understand that. We're just, uh, again, kind of antsy and excited to figure out when he could possibly be joining the Brotherhood. Yeah, and when you have all this buzz going around, I mean, the picture that circulated between uh, Cooper Flagg and Sean Stewart, the two high school teammates at Montford Academy, um, looked like they had just finished a workout during his unofficial visit, maybe some runs, some scrimmages going on there with Cooper Flagg. Um, so, yeah, it just the, the pot just kept stirring there for um, that three- to four-day period, and everyone really got excited to see, all right, could this be happening already? Could this be coming to a head already? And not yet, still pump the brakes, but uh, – you still have to love the position Duke is in right now, the position that John Shire has put them in. Duke might want to feel good about their recruiting position with another top target. Flory Badunga has announced a decision timeline. When will he be making his decision? What do we know? How are we feeling? We'll talk about that after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our very good friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like such a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. There are simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires 
versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, who is the site expert for Ball Durham. All right, Flory Badunga, another top target for the Duke Blue Devils. We know for a fact that he is in the class of 2024, and what's our latest update with him, Kevin? Well, you're going to get a decision from him at some time this week. That's the only timeline um, that's publicly out there right now. He announced on Monday that he would be committing this week, and it's seems like right now things are trending in Duke's favor. I think people were anticipating potentially a commitment from him last week. Um, Things that I heard that Auburn was making a strong push for him late um, in terms of NIL and whatnot that they were going to come at him with. Um, Obviously, he had to um, settle down with his family, his team, his camp, and discuss things and sort through things. Um, But that might be going by the wayside now and things – have taken a U-turn back into the favor of Duke. Yeah, we look at what Flory Badunga posted on Twitter yesterday. Uh, decision week with a bunch of dot, 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 the eyeball emojis, uh, the, the timer there as well. And it was a picture of him with the Tipton Edits post that says he's down to four schools, Auburn, Duke, Kansas, and Michigan. What a big-time player this would be for the Duke Blue Devils at six foot nine, a 220-pound five-star bruiser. Uh, he, he left us on our the edge of our seats, though, Kevin, because all he said, as you heard there, is just decision this week. When, Flurry? When are you going to be making the decision? Duke basketball fans want to know. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, one one day already in the books, I guess, in terms of Monday. So um, I don't know <laughs> if you're going to go with the week as a seven-day or a five-day work week. So it uh, seems like it's coming up um, pretty quickly here. But uh, you have to think, uh, again, that Duke is the leader in the clubhouse and um, what it could potentially mean for this front court in next year's team. So as things stand right now, John Shire and his staff currently have two 2024 commits in five-star small forward Isaiah Evans and then four-star forward Darren Harris. That's number seven in the entire nation per 247 Sports. But with the addition of Badunga, you would think that Duke would then be one of the top recruiting classes in the country. The on-three recruiting prediction machine gives Duke basketball an 82.3% chance of landing Badunga. So if you're able to add him to that class with Evans and Harris, that's a good start to 2024. That's a really good start. That should jump them up into definitely the top five, maybe even the top three. And it builds on what we just talked about in the last segment with Cooper Flag. I mean, if Duke gets Cooper Flag, they're going to be the number one recruiting class in the country. Um, haven't mentioned Dylan Harper again, things trending like he's going to go to Rutgers. So Rutgers could have number one right now and number th- two or three right now um, in the country. And Dylan Harper, should he commit there? And they already have Ace Bailey. So um, it could be Duke and Rutgers trying to battle it out for uh, the number one ranking. And, and it also puts into to perspective with the assumption Cooper flag does commit to Duke and becomes a 2024 prospect. You're looking at a front court right now, for Duke in the 2024-2025 season of, say, Sean Stewart, Cooper Flagg, Flory Badunga, TJ Power, um, and anybody else that could uh, come down the pike. 
Yeah, that's the big thing right now is kind of what next year's roster looks like because it does feel like the recruiting class uh, is building itself up to have multiple players joining the mix. We've seen a lot of NBA draft conversations over the last few days. We're at that time of year, Kevin, where everyone's wanting to put together their way too early 2024 mock drafts uh, where potential guys are kind of slotted on this year's roster that played a season ago, uh, the likelihood in which Proctor and Filipowski could be playing their last season for Duke going into their sophomore season feels pretty high, right? When we look at guys that could be entering uh, their loan season or last season playing for Duke, I mean, it feels like we're going to have a good number of roster spots open going into next year. Yeah, I feel like right now that 2024-2025 roster, so next year's roster, probably the most uncertain we've seen in quite a long time at Duke. You have to make the assumption that Roach, Proctor, Mitchell, and Filipowski all won't be there. Ryan Young is graduating, so that's five already off the bat. And then you have to think about, okay, what is Caleb Foster and Jared McCain going to do? You would imagine TJ Power is going to stick around. And then comes the honest conversation that people need to have on, all right, what do the futures of Jalen Blakes, Christian Reeves, and Jaden Shute look like? Because it seems like those three players, should they not get a lot of playing time this year, could easily transfer um, this upcoming offseason. So it feels like that 24-25 roster um, has a lot of question marks right now. Yeah, you look at the scholarship math right now. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you can see looking at next year a couple of open spots right now. And again, this is all broken down as if everyone expires all of their eligibility. Going into next season, Jeremy Roach would have an additional year if he wanted to, but it does look like as it currently stands, we've got some open uh, kind of scholarship spots for the Stuke squad. Yeah, and if your your listeners are watching on YouTube, I mean, you could theoretically put a line through Blake's and Filipowski and Mitchell and Proctor. Reeves, I think, would be more of a question mark. Shoot the same thing. Um, and then you look in this current freshman class, and if Caleb Foster and Jared, Merc- Jared McCain perform well, like many are expecting them to do, um, they could also uh, potentially be a one and done. I think one of them would come back and the other probably – um, would go to the NBA if they perform well. But um, there's there's a lot of questions about that 2024-2025 roster. Um, Flory Badinga, should he come to, uh, commit to Duke this week? Um, that would give you a little bit more answers on what that 24-25 roster could look like. You're listening and watching to Lockdown Blue Devils here today. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham, balldurham.com. Tell me a little bit about your website, Kevin. Well, we got everything covered, Duke basketball, Duke in the NBA, Duke recruiting, Duke football, less than a month away until the season opener, um, Labor Day weekend against Clemson. So ton of exciting stuff going on over there. You could read us, out, like you said, at balldurham.com and uh, follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. All right, let's talk about the uh, Team USA in the FIBA World Cup spot right now. Two Duke players are playing on the team this year. It is a senior men's national team that has no experience whatsoever. Pretty crazy that going into the FIBA World Cup this season, no player on the roster has ever played in a senior competition for Team USA. Two of those 12 players played college basketball for one season for the Duke Blue Devils and Paula Bancaro and Brandon Ingram. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Team USA hasn't really had great success with uh, 
really young rosters and young in terms of international experience. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this team gels together for the FIBA World Cup. Obviously, one exhibition already under the team's belt before um, the tournament begins in late August. And um, Paulo Bancaro and Brandon Ingram, uh, they played well in, in the scrimmage on uh, Monday night. And they really got it done defensively. Typically, in, in these uh, Team USA exhibitions, uh, offense is the uh, highlight of three-pointers and dunks and all this kind of stuff. But there were two blocks um, that Paulo and Brandon Ingram both had that nearly got sent into about the fifth row. They were they were big-time blocks. Uh, and it's certainly good to see, I mean, you, especially in exhibitions, people really aren't putting emphasis on defense. But maybe this team um, could prove some of the doubters wrong if they can gel together, play some defense, because you know um, these teams are going to have offensive cap- capabilities. And it's always fun to see Duke basketball represented at that next level. We know about uh, Coach K's years serving as the head coach for Team USA. Grant Hill is now in an elevated role with Team USA. And then to mention, once again, Ingram and Paula Pincaro uh, are in the mix. Look, that that's a recruiting advantage. Let's say it like it is. And we certainly do love that, that uh, recruits have talked about before with the school's connections to Team USA basketball. That has kind of helped them out, maybe not swayed their decision all the way, but I think you would rather have kind of this instant plug, this instant access to the best of the best than not. Yeah, and it's not as strong of a connection as it once was when Mike Krzyzewski was the head coach of Team USA, and that was really the big selling point because, okay, you were going to be coached by this legendary Hall of Famer who has also coached LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, the list goes on and on and on from the dream team of winning gold medals. Um, so, yeah, that, that that detail really isn't there anymore because John Shire is not the head coach of Team USA basketball. But um, obviously you still have those deep Duke ties to USA basketball. Mike Krzyzewski is still around. Um, and like you mentioned, Grant Hill now as uh, basically the director of basketball operations for USA basketball. Last night was the first of five exhibitions for the world uh, for Team USA before the World Cup. They will get ready to fly to Spain and over the weekend they play Slovenia uh, with Luka Doncic. They also play Spain and then they take on Greece and Germany in their final tune-ups before going to the 2023 World Cup that's going to be held in the Philippines, Japan and Indonesia uh, is where the event will take place. Uh, as well as Manila and Team USA opens up with the game against New Zealand on August 26th. Anytime we look at these international teams and what their uh, countries kind of look like, I think we look at the stars right away, Kevin, uh, that we think of in the league because it's their one chance to kind of stand out leading their countries. You 100% look at the stars, and also uh, the world has caught up in basketball. (laughs) I mean, you look at players like – Giannis Antetokounmpo, you mentioned Luka Doncic. Um, Spain has always had a really rich basketball tradition um, that has always been really good and competing against the USA. Obviously, you got to throw in Argentina, who always um, fields quality teams. So, And the USA's, let's be honest, not going there with their A-plus team. Uh, there's no LeBron James. There's no Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis. None of those guys are there like your big um, American-born NBA stars. You do have um, some big-time players like Jason Tatum not playing. Um, so th- there's there's a lot of questions on could, can this team um, live up to the expectations that really everyone has for USA basketball, and that's gold medal or bust. 
in the second half of last night's exhibition against Puerto Rico, a 20 to nothing run for Team USA and a 39 to eight run in the second half as they were able to run away in that one. They won by a final score of 117 to 74. And if they continue kind of those dominant performances uh, going forward, they're going to be in a really, really good spot. Yeah, they really are. And um, you mentioned it, you're a little nervous at halftime, but um, I don't think you can put too much too much stock into one half of an exhibition, um, just given that they didn't have that much time to practice with each other, had a couple of days beforehand before this first exhibition game came about. So, uh, yeah, I, I think things certainly trending in the right direction right now for Team USA. Here's what you mentioned. The 2019 World Cup was the last time this event took place. Then you've got the Olympics the following season. So opportunities to represent your country again at the World Cup. And then the next year is the Olympics and the men's basketball schedule. In 2019, Jason Tatum was on that team for Team USA. They finished seventh in the World Cup, Kevin, which was the worst finish by the Americans ever. Let's just hope that there's no seventh place finish uh, for Team USA this year. Yeah, absolutely. And you made a good point. I mean, the, Seventh, the, summer, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the summer Olympics are next year as well. So um, it, it's you, you're going to know your big stars are going to want to be on that um, Team USA Olympic team. So here's a chance um, for some younger guys maybe to make their put their mark on Team USA in the FIBA World Cup. And if they perform well, perhaps they'll have the inside edge of making that roster over some of your proven uh, NBA commodities. Kevin, go ahead, if you will, give us a plug for Ball Durham once more before we get out of here. Well, again, you could read us online, balldurham.com, and give us a follow on Twitter at ball underscore Durham for all your latest Duke news. Kevin, really do appreciate the time. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, JJ. All right, that's my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham, joining us here on the program today. And that's going to do it for another installment of Locked on Blue Devils. Thanks, as always, for your support. We're back at it again tomorrow. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.